This week, we're talking Chris Pratt's strange but maybe understandable choice for the voice of Mario and what went wrong with the release of Gotham Knights here on Pocket Change. Alright, what's up everybody and welcome to Pocket Change where we're talking about gaming and a bunch of other stuff too. We talk about it all and uh, this week I'm actually joined by a special guest. It's I, we we got Mario on the pod. What's going on, Mario? It's a me, Mario. Here we go. You don't sound like Mario. And then neither does Chris Pratt, but hey, that's what we got. Oh, oh shit. <laughs> no, it's uh, it's it's funny. Uh, the, the, everybody's been reacting to like Chris Pratt just sounding like Chris Pratt, and then like maybe yeah. like, a little bit of an Italian American accent after that. Who knows? I'm going to hold out judgment until the movie comes out, but seems like a bit of a miscasting. Just I, I don't think it's, I don't think it was a necessary casting because I think (laughs) like it's, it's one of those things where they're, they're very focused on getting the parents in the seats. Mm -hmm. The parents are going to go because the kids are going to beg them to go. Like, you can't just say, oh, we're going to put Chris Pratt in this because we know children love Chris Pratt. No, that is not the case. Like an eight-year-old is going to go, you know, mom, if Chris Pratt's not in it, (laughs) I don't want to see that Mario. Anya Taylor-Joy, Jack Black, and Chris Pratt. (laughs) (laughs) Which I will say, Jack Black sounds good as Bowser. I didn't even know that. Oh, yeah. I was like, somebody mentioned that afterwards I was like, oh shit and then i went back and watched it i was like it is jack black holy shit yeah like, man he's, he's great man um i know you have experience with like voice over work um i don't know how like similar or close that is to voice acting well but it is yeah, like man. a legitimate voice over voice acting like that's a legitimate skill and i don't know like maybe because bradley cooper did it really well with rocket like like is it yeah. think, like yes it's like oh get the like big name actors in so that like the parents will go oh i know them but like really what is the decision making process like behind that do you think well like i i think it i think a lot of it boils down to like the producers when it comes to this big of a movie it, it a lot of the time it boils down to like the producers and their choices with the director who the uh, studio thinks works well, who um, who might be able to bring something new to the character. So I'm sure in this situation, they were definitely just like, um, let's get the biggest name we can. Someone that's fun, that can that can people can have a good time with that'll that'll get butts in seats. And they just got Chris Pratt and they were like, all right, well, uh, what voice can you do? And he's probably like, oh, I could probably do a pretty good Mario. He's probably like, it's a me, Mario. And he kind of did a Mario thing. And they were like, ah, I don't know if we really want something like, we don't want you to try and be Mario because you'll never be the voice actor of Mario and you'll never be him. So why don't you just kind of make it your own, but also try and make it as inoffensive as possible. It's me, Chris Pratt. Perfect. Like, n- no, like, uh, Oh, what if you just immediately started going boppity boopy? (laughs) I don't think that movie would have gotten made, man. (laughs) 
here's the thing, man. Like people, people like are we're all online, and I saw people asking like, why didn't we get like the guy who played the original like actual Mario? And I was like, two things immediately popped in my head. One yeah. is like Mario's never been a fully voiced character. He's always like had like little catchphrases like, "Here we go, it's a me, Mario," and like like woohoo and noises and stuff like that. You're asking like why can't that dude voice like a fully <laughs> written story like well, movie? Because well, like maybe he could have, but like it's yeah. a different ball game. Like when you have like yeah. a huge script, and also Super Mario is an intensely offensive Italian stereotype. Like, yeah. imagine going to the movie and listening to a whole movie of like, it's a me, a Mario, and like, oh my it, god, you'd be like, yo, like, it, it, this is a hate crime. We're watching a hate an, crime. An hour and a half to two hours of somebody we have doing. To the princess. Yeah, and yeah, like a very pasta. over the it's top. Like, <laughs> it's, and I it's get a, nobody no, like. Even Italian Americans don't give a shit about Italian American stereotypes. Like they're yeah, like yeah. it's it's like the Irish. Like you some, I'm sure, but make, yeah, 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 sure, yeah. It's like the Irish. When I see an offensive Irish stereotype, I'm like, <laughs> I mean that's that's dumb. But <laughs> yeah, like I don't yeah. get like personally offended unless it's like something really egregious. But like you're not gonna sit through a whole movie of that guy doing the mario voice you'd be like oh my god i never realized how insufferable this was not yeah. in soundbite form in full length movie form this is gonna be really hard to watch yeah yeah like it's um i don't know man like i i think everybody's really getting a little too a little too up in arms about it honestly like it's not it yeah. doesn't to me, it doesn't feel like that big of a deal. Like I sure grew up with Mario too, just like everybody else, man. I'm, yeah. I'm, I was around from jump. Um, but uh, we watched the Super Mario Brothers movie when we. Were oh, there. I went to the theater. Ooh, definitely saw that in the theater with my dad, and I remember enjoying it as a kid. And I, I remember this vividly. I remember wa walking out of University Mall movie theater with my dad and we were on the sidewalk and I remember being like, wow, that was awesome. I love that. That was great. Didn't you love it, dad? And he was like, yeah, that was great, son. It was cool. And then um, years later, uh, I was like, man, I, I saw that Mario movie again. That was bad. Why did why did we like that so much when it came out? And he was like, I didn't like that. That was a terrible movie. And I, I was like, he was oh. trying not to break the little child heart. He was yeah. like, all right, time to be a dad. Yeah, buddy, it was great. I'll, I'll watch it again if you want. Like all, all the while, just like in there, like watching the screen, just stewing. Like I fucking hate this movie. This <laughs> what even just, is Mario? I'm just, all I've seen is a little little plumber bouncing across the screen i don't even play video games what is this well it's funny because like i remember like <laughs> why is bob hoskins in this <laughs> is, this, is that john Leguizamo? what the fuck 
Yeah, man. Bob Hoskins was like fresh off of Roger Rabbit, man. Like, oh, that was after. Oh, that was like, yeah, for sure. After Roger Rabbit, Hoskins, man. Like, oh, that must have been. I think he's like was on record as saying like like he's been quoted a few times being like, "Fuck that movie." (laughs) Like, yeah, yeah, it was bad, so so bad. And um, and it's funny because when I was a kid, we watched the Mario Brothers cartoon. You know? Oh yeah. And uh, we loved it. And I'm sure like looking back on it, I'm sure my parents were like behind us watching this movie over our shoulders. Like, what the fuck even is this? He's jumping like, around on sh- on shrooms, eating other shrooms that and then other no, ones no. are walking around and they have teeth. And then there's like a, a bunch of pipes. And then, oh, yeah, the live action portion, too, in the beginning of the show. Yeah, but the the thing is, they what I'm saying is they knew Super Mario the game. They knew Super yeah, Mario yeah. the show. I imagine they were watching the Super Mario movie over behind us going, (laughs) what kind of like... Why is everything slimy? This is like this grunge punk Super Mario? What is going on? (laughs) Cyberpunk Mario. (laughs) Yes, just cue that like metal music. (laughs) Dystopian future Mario. uh, Was it Dennis Hopper as King Cooper? (laughs) <laughs> yeah oof wow bob hoskins dennis hopper john leguizamo that movie had like a <sighs> <Trash>. stacked st- <laughs> <laughs> yeah it had a what well, just ass. like just like this mario just like, just this, like mario. this mario made by the same people who did minions and all that well like i and Those look, I never watched the Despicable good. Me and Minions. Like, I'm sure they're like perfectly good, funny, cute. Like, yeah, did you? Movies. You've never seen Despicable funny. Me, like the first one? No, like I heard it was. I heard it was great. It was like a genuinely good, funny. I had a bad, bad day. Do, 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 do. Pharrell had that dope ass song with uh, Hans Zimmer. <laughs> I don't remember that one. No. All right, so before let's let's real quick, I got to tell the story because it is a dope story. Um, Pharrell was working; he got signed on to do the soundtrack for Despicable Me, and Hans Zimmer. I'm almost positive it's Hans Zimmer. Uh, he did the actual, uh, you know, like he was the composer for the movie, so they had to work together on the soundtrack. And Pharrell came in with his normal like doing all that kind of stuff, and Hans Zimmer was like why aren't you using real instruments? And Pharrell was like, hmm, I don't know. (laughs) And then ever since then, he's just used real instruments. That's when he made Happy. That's when he worked on Get Lucky. That's when he made that whole album uh, called Girl that was like Grammy nominated. That He had all those hits off of his whole production style changed. like revolutionized his like production His whole sound because Hans Zimmer was just like, why are you only using a keyboard? That's like when like Daft Punk got a hold of the the Disney studio of like, yep. and then they're like, they're like, all right, here's the Tron soundtrack. And it was fucking great. It was like, <laughs> um, incredible, like, perfectly like done. OST <sighs> for that movie. The movie was like, uh, like cool, stylish, not really like didn't have any staying power, but the soundtrack, yeah. everybody agrees. Like wow. that OST is fucking dope. That that makes the movie like rewatchable over and over and over. Even though the plot is super boring, the acting is boring. Like basically everything about that movie is pretty boring. The other visuals than the action, and the sound the are are, yes. 
are bar none. Um, yeah, like it's 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 just a shame that like like such good visuals and sound had to like go over like this kind of just like weak sauce like movie. But like it is a well like they did what they were supposed to do. They 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 made a very distinct like movie. It's just it's a not great movie to throw in at a party. Right. It's that kinda, is a great movie for that because it like, looks super cool and it's got a cool soundtrack. And if you don't pay attention to it, it's actually pretty amazing. Yeah, I need to do that like on Avatar. the folding list. Yeah, yeah, I need to put that on the folding list. Actually, uh, I'd probably say Tron's more rewatchable than Avatar, strictly because of the the runtime. Oh, like, oh yeah, oh Avatar's long as fuck. I forgot about three that. hours, homie, and but I have seen is- it so many times because we played it on repeat. At my old job, that mm. shit sucked because it was in the lobby just on repeat. Oof. At least and Tron like, I, is like at least the Tron Legacy uh, uh, movie is like visually and audi- audi- uh, audibly distinct. Yeah, you know? yeah. Like, that's the thing is like like so many movies like kind of have these like middling plots or whatever, and like the visuals and the sounds like are at least distinct. Like that's why like in in the video game uh realm, like I think that's why people make such a big deal over stuff like Mario and Zelda is because they have been around for like years and you are you can like they're iconic characters, literally iconic. And they are visually distinct. They have their own style and sense of humor. And like a lot of them tell like kind of the same stories, but like they also have like differing mechanics. Every time, every time you think like it's another Mario game, they, they change it in a way that's like just like it's like interesting and refreshes it, but it's still Mario saving the princess. Jumping yeah. on Goombas and throwing turtles across the room at like yep. and Moss. It's like the same characters, but they still found a way to like make it like okay, that was Mario. Now who's Super Mario Three? Now who's Super Mario World? Now who's Paper Mario? Here's Mario Galaxy. Here's Mario Odyssey. Alt Alt Reality. Crazy Mario. Like they keep doing it. Same thing with Zelda. They keep refreshing it, and like they become people's like favorite games. Like yeah. Mario and Zelda are both like still so culturally relevant. So when they were like talking about like making a movie, they're like, all right, I hope it's good. And then everybody heard Chris Pratt's voice and they were like, Uh, yeah, well, see, and and that's the thing is like, yeah, it's disappointing, honestly, but like we've, we've already discussed it. I I think it was necessary. It was definitely necessary to do that, but I really feel like they should have gotten, I don't, I don't even know. I don't know. I I feel like they could have gotten like someone to do like a almost like a New Jersey Italian. You know what I mean? Like New York Italian. Yeah. Yeah. Like a New the York Bob Italian. Hoskins Italian accent. Like that. He yeah. Did, yeah. That's yeah. what you could hear a little bit of that in the end of the trailer. And it had people going like, OK, but it's still like that first line he said still just sounds like Chris Pratt. But we'll have to. That's what I'm saying, man. Like, we'll just have yeah. to see how he does. Um, I mean, he's still like a like. He's still a beloved actor. I I, I doubt. Uh, I don't know about beloved, but well, he is liked. <laughs> he's likable. He's a guy you'd hang out with if you uh, didn't mind him being weirdly religious. Yeah. I don't know. I don't. <laughs> look, guys, parasocial relationships are bad, and you shouldn't. Uh, yeah, exactly. Put too much stock in anything. 
unless it's Henry Cavill. I want to hang out with that dude. He seems like a d- good guy, and he's also a fucking nerd. Yep, yep. And he just left The Witcher. Oh, that's a whole nother Twitter meltdown. Oh, there. Who's replacing him? Liam, Liam Hemsworth. Hemsworth. Not even Chris. Up, yep. oh, flipping tables, crying. It's like, oh my god. Like I like Liam Hemsworth. He's cool. I think all the Hemsworths are pretty solid, but. Uh, yeah, it's going to be tough to fill those shoes. Like, yeah, because like, he was genuinely, genuinely great in that role, and he also loved the source material. Apparently, yeah, that's why yeah. he left. Like, he was like, "Yeah, him and the writers couldn't like because he wanted to stick to the books, and the writers wanted to go a different direction." And like, he is like a fan of the books and games. Hmm. So I don't understand like, why why this happens over and over and over, but. I partly understand why sometimes they stray from the source material. Like I know we're kind of sticking around the same subject, even with Mario, but like they're, they're kind of straying away from the source material. But recently with She-Hulk, that's one of the things where all of these people you hear just like usual, you hear all of the most vocal fans are the the angriest and they're like, Oh, She-Hulk's terrible. She-Hulk's this, She-Hulk's that. And, and I watched it and I was like, well, it's not, that bad there's a few episodes that i did not like but uh, overall it was just a cool sitcom like it's not like a normal mcu it's not that kind of thing Um, i remember seeing everybody like being like up in arms about her twerking with megan the stallion and then i like looked it up and it's like a in credits like gag scene i'm like like this is what y'all are mad about like yeah just a funny little like Oh, Megan the Stallion cameo. So of course, uh, She Hulk's gonna twerk a little bit. Like, yeah, like calm down. Yeah, like yeah. And then, but that, but that's the thing is like I'm listening to these other podcasts with uh with Scott Ackerman, Paul Shear, uh Jason Manzukis, and they're all all of those dudes are legitimate comic book fans and writers. All three of them write comic books, and now Jason's voicing a comic book character on Invincible. And it's they're talking One about of my favorite characters, by the way. Yeah, exactly, man. He's, he's, awesome he, he's incredible and he gets even better. I can't wait for y'all to see the rest of Invincible. Y'all have no idea what's coming. Oh, man. I'm <laughs> I can't I, I can't stress it enough. Yeah, there you sent me that picture of some there. dude that I thought was like like a concept character. And then I saw your message and I saw the like the caption. I was like, oh, like this is the next like invincible villain home oh, boy you like, have look, no clue he looks like a cross between like <laughs> thanos and um bruce banner's uh uh nemesis the what's this dude the general from the ncu oh yeah uh general ross yeah 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 he looks yeah. like general if general ross had thanos vibes i was like oh boy um, yeah well huh? that's a very good uh, yeah that's pretty spot on because yeah just wait just wait but anyways uh, uh all three of them were going off about how this is this is an incredible MCU show. It's like the best Marvel show yet. And and it's because it is almost a spot on uh, recreation of this run of She-Hulk from like the early 2000s. Um, really? That was super popular. Everybody loved it. So true comic book fans love the show. But people that are MCU fans, they don't like the show. And and it's kind of telling how fandom and uh, new, even new fandom, young fandom can be toxic to the point where it's like, oh, you're like missing the point because you're just angry. 
Like right. it, this is well, supposed also, to be a joke. It's supposed to be fun. Right. Like when I saw that, I was like, you know, in comic books, they had them doing like silly shit all the time. Like all the time. maybe certain er- eras of comics, like did things differently, like went darker, went more lighthearted, but like, it's not like, like you can take these stories anywhere. And the thing with like, comic books and shows and video games is you can take a lot more time to tell a full story and flesh out characters than you can with a film because a film like think about like like think about how long the original extended lord of the rings trilogy is and like how much they still were stuffing into that movie and like that's 12 to 14 hours yep 12 hours like 12 hours easy and it's a great story like one of the most perfect trilogies even the like even with all this stuff in the extended edition like they were still cramming a lot of that in so like i was talking to a co-worker of mine reggie and we were talking about the difference between like film and video games as narratives And, and i was like the interactivity and the length of video games like yeah you can, you can get like, so much out of it. Right. So much. And yeah. you as a like controlling person, as the character, the person controlling the character, you and you can even do like Skyrim does. It's like, no, the character is you. It's a voiceless protagonist, but you're the like characters. There's no voice acting in this. Like you, here's you in a fantasy world and go. Or it could be like Grand Theft Auto. Yeah. Yeah. Or it can be like God of War, where it's like Kratos is a like very well done, very well acted, very fully fleshed out, completely written character, and you are going through his story, and then take that plus like the tens of hours to do a story, and that's yeah. one. That's one story. Yeah. It's not even uh, even with sequels, you know. Yeah. So and and I and that's like that's like why I that's why I recently loved the 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 first Spider-Man game, the one from 2018. Uh, the the plot it I was telling my wife, I was like, it feels like it feels like I'm playing. I'm watching a Spider-Man movie that I have missed for the past four years. Like, oh, there's that Spider-Man movie that I really wanted to watch, but I have to wait another I don't know how long until I get to play it, but you know, it, it'll be fine. And then I finally play it. And then I'm like, Oh, it's literally like one of the best Spider-Man movies ever because it's how the hours and hours long and it's a genuine good plot. And it's over like over what, like a 20 hour game. Does that sound about right? Even if it's short, if you just play the plot, it was something like a 20, 30 hour game. Yeah. Most like, of those like big open world games, like they brag about like how long it is to like do all the side stories, blah, blah, blah. But like you can power through the main story. If you really sit down and go for it, like, yeah. and if you, if, if you sit down for a few hour sessions, like at a yep. time, you can power through most of them in like a week. You'll miss yeah, exactly. a lot of what they put in the game, but like if you just want to do the story, like 15, 20 hours tops. Yeah, exactly. And that and that's what that Spider-Man game was like. You could you could play the the story through and then honestly, I'm sure I could just like go back in, kind of cruise the city, fight some crime, like do some of those side missions and then turn it back off again. And and I think that's the that's the great thing about comics and gaming is that they 
they really do go hand in hand because like in comic in comic books the plot like for example i read uh uh the immortal hulk i i I cannot express to you how much you should read that if you read any comic book read the immortal hulk is that the body horror hulk where he's like yes okay cool cool you should read that i've been told that is great it is incredible. It's easily like one of the best comic books I've ever read. Um, it's the only, it's one of the only series that has kept my attention because I like to go back and find old runs and read them. But anyways, um, Immortal Hulk, it, it was over like 120, uh, 120 issues or something. Right. And that's all like 20 pages a piece. So it's hard to get a movie called Immortal Hulk. It, it would be very difficult to do that. You'd have to do a television series. And even then you wouldn't get all the stuff in there. Dude goes to hell multiple times. Like it's crazy. Like Jesus. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, <laughs> you should definitely watch it. Um, it's all about how the Hulk is the power inside the Hulk is actually just trying to take over and kill everything in the universe and be the only power that exists because he is everything it, it it's it's terrifying um but but that's why they go well with video games is you can take that giant comic book story and and play it out over hours and hours and hours of gameplay which is why i was confused when i heard about knights of gotham is that the name of that game oh gotham knights yeah gotham, gotham knights Ooh, yeah boy, so lambasted <laughs> can you tell me what's going on with that game Okay, so uh, apparently, I I don't know, like it is like, so I played Arkham Asylum and Arkham City like to death. I actually beat like the Joker challenge in Arkham City because I was. Yeah, yeah. Once I did that, I was just like uninstall. Don't have to play. Yeah. Okay, audience. So if you don't know what the Joker challenge is, the Joker challenge is in Batman. There's there's a you can you can do combos to where you're you're hitting all of these people and you're trying to not get hit and basically you're trying to get as long of a combo as possible and the joker challenge was to basically like i was saying get as long of a combo as possible on as many villains and henchmen and goons as you could i watched this man basically punch the first person and then not really touch the ground until the, the it was like you beat the joker challenge and brian was still going <laughs> punching people as they came out of the out of the ether it's and i was like brian that, put it down it, it was literally that tiktok song of like <laughs> punching 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 hey i think he's having no you want a piece of this like okay, yeah. uh, like it was like that <laughs> no, it was that it was like yeah like the, the, a whole like i think they were like the challenge list of rooms and the Joker challenge was like the biggest one. And I was yeah. like, I beat it, but I kept going. I kept going. Yeah. Yeah. And it, there and was literally I, like, nothing stopped, left like, to do. Okay. You can stop playing this game now. And I was like, yeah, yeah so right. you I didn't play it again. <laughs> you shouldn't like there. You've beaten the game. Yeah, like I at, at that point you beat the game. And again, uh, that's another <laughs> one that has like a bunch of like side content. And I am the type of person that like does all the side content. Oh, even then yeah. I was like, I'm not going to do these fucking like Riddler hunts. Like I'm not going to like go all over the city and like find the whatever. It was great. Arkham Asylum yeah. was great. Arkham City was like a fantastic, perfect follow up to that. I think mm. it like beats it in a lot of game mechanic wise. Maybe not like as storytelling, 
but um, that's just kind of like where open world clashes with storytelling. It, it gets it a little like it, it makes it a little disjointed. But yeah, yeah. And Arkham City comes out, kind of flops. A lot of bad releases with that. Or uh, maybe Arkham Origins before that. I'm not really sure. Nothing, nothing, nothing for a long time. And now, like with the release of Arkham or Gotham Knights, I think it's like a co-op version of that but it it's been like it's been getting shit on because the combat's like slow it's like it's slower than it should be it's the the enemies are too spread out to the point where like yeah like in the original you'd be like flipping around doing combos but now because they're spread out you're like flipping all the way across the rooms and like it just and also the graphics aren't as good and there's like the reward system because now this whole like live service model is kind of like what people are trying to do it's mm-hmm. just like a bland not as good looking version of Arkham City and i don't damn get it i it, it, it's <sighs> i i don't it's like they came out with this game years too late and it looks years old it looks worse than arkham city that came out what a decade ago Mm -hmm. like arkham city looks great and like you see like these side-by-side comparisons and screenshots and videos and you're like like it just doesn't look as good the effects aren't as good like it's it's not as polished and it's it's yet another example of like why it is this game like suck compared to the one that it's like based off of like I don't know, man. It just it just looks I was never really super excited for it. I was like, okay, it's interesting. But like when I first saw the trailer, I thought it was like a spinoff game. Mm -hmm. And no, apparently it's like the next in the Gotham Arkham whatever thing. And you get four care four choosable characters, none of whom are Batman. So (laughs) that's a strike. First off. Batman first off, ain't in the game. Yeah, first off, you can't be Batman. <laughs> no, thank you. And it's like I don't want to play this shit. <laughs> oh, what am I gonna be Robin and like? I'm gonna be Jason and just shoot people. No, Dumb. that's like that's that's one of the criticisms. Is like Red Hood is one of the characters, and yeah. like one is he has like he he has the ranged weapons, which are just guns. And he's just like, guns. Just guns. <laughs> Red Hood don't play no games. He, he's not out here. We don't kill people. Red Hood's like, Bow. sure. Pow. <laughs> Sniping motherfuckers from a mile away. Yeah, while just that, like, mm, while that yeah, fist fight, While that fist fight's going on, he's like, as soon as he stands Oof. still. To this, to this day, that's still one of my favorite DC animated movies is Red Hood, man. That's, that's like the best of the best. That was I, I don't know one, if they've yeah. topped that. I don't know if they've topped it. Batman but, Year One was a good animated movie, but like yeah, Red Hood was like genuinely okay. great. Kind of wild how like the good DC movies are like all the animated movies and like all, Wait all till the you Mar- see Black Adam, man. Black Adam's not a good movie. <laughs> it's a good popcorn movie. It is a great movie to just like either A watch in the theater one time or B watch at your house one time with the sound system turned all the way up like hanging out like it's that kind of movie it's great for that like i would watch that again over the batman Mm. easily 
Yeah, you weren't a fan of that one. Nope. I will say, I I enjoyed that one, but I also, Godzilla vs. Kong is one of my favorite movies, so I can't say shit when it comes to popcorn movies. That that was a damn, that was a dumb movie, but it was (laughs) an awesome movie. Um, Well, I mean, yeah, just this, I don't know, man. I feel like they're just like struggling to um, kind of do anything interesting with these IPs and like, with Batman specifically, like I, yeah. I feel like they they don't know. I feel like Ben Affleck was the only person that kind of understood cartoon Batman, um, and that's why I genuinely I like Batfleck. That's the only thing about the Snyderverse that I enjoy. Honestly, is Ben Affleck, um, and I feel like they he kind of understood it, but the world around him was trash. So well, that again, character, he like everybody agrees that his Batman scene, wow, is like somebody was like, oh, they just took Arkham Asylum and put it in the scene, and we were yeah. all like, yeah, that's what we wanted. Just and do it was that, fucking <laughs> awesome. It was the only good part about Dawn of Justice. Yep, I if you put on Dawn of Justice right now. I would not pay attention to it the entire movie, have a whole conversation, and then when the warehouse scene comes on, I'd be like, oh, hold up, hold up, hold up. Yep. Yep. All right, the rest of the movie's trash. Anyway, so what were you saying about, like, it's the only good part. (laughs) And it is Batman being a literal ninja whooping a room full of dudes' asses. Like, he knew, like, he understood the assignment, and I feel like, like, yeah, like, that that was great. If we got more of that, that would have been yeah. great. If we got more of that, but we got the uh, like Gotham Knights probably wouldn't have gotten a five. Like that's a that's a pretty pretty rough score. I think what is it? IGN or who gave them a five? GameSpot, I know, gave them a four out of ten. Uh, yeah. GameSpot's <laughs> kind of like my like main go-to to like check on it. Then I go to like Metacritic oh. and then James Stephanie Sterling, Young, yeah, <laughs> well, like influencers and shit. But like, yeah, it's pretty middling reviews. I think I think IGN may have given them a five. Um, and speaking of Spider-Man, you know, because it's on PC, a lot of people have been modding it. And someone actually modded uh <laughs> modded the uh Spider-Man to pay tribute to uh to Gotham Knights. So uh, basically, they changed Spider-Man to just be instead of the full figure. <laughs> oh, it's, no. oh no! It's just the a symbol. It's just the number five, <laughs> beating the shit out of Electro. <laughs> oh boy! Yeah, that's that's pretty brutal, man. They didn't they didn't necessarily have to do that, but uh, they, but they they definitely did not did have to do it. <laughs> Yeah, people, wow. if you haven't seen that, you you, you got to check that video out. Um, <laughs> but oh, on that note, on, on, on these uh, uh, on it's times like these when I really do appreciate the meme ability of the Internet, because you oof, know, there's a man. lot of toxicity online. But man, the memes and the content. Oh, fucking sweet. Mwah. Chef's kiss. Chef's kiss. <laughs> Straight up. And on that note, man, let's go ahead and get out of here. I'm I'm tired. I've been partying all weekend. Uh, oh, not even all weekend. I partied Ooh. one night until nine o'clock. I'm man, tired, bro. We didn't we didn't <laughs> we didn't even get to the, the whole uh, uh voice actor uh uh drama story, man. 
Oh man, yeah, yeah. I, you, know I, hey, I, you know what? I just we just found out some shit today that I wanted to go over. So let's save it for we got, next week. Let we it got simmer. Time. See if some any other crazy shit happens. <laughs> man, oh man! For those of you guys who aren't aware, and I'll just have this as a little yeah, teaser we'll tease it. Yeah, yeah, we'll tease it. Uh the drama around the voice original voice actor for Bayonetta and the release of Bayonetta three. I mean, we talk about Chef's Kiss. You know how I like just dumpster fires of like corporate fuckery and drama. Yeah. Mm-mm-mm. Mm, mm, mm. Mm. oh so delicious so savory sweet mm. uh, yeah maybe maybe we'll do a maybe we'll do a full episode on it you can just kind of t- let me know the full story uh at least we'll we'll have a beginning middle and end at that point yeah i think we'll be honestly, able to at least wrap now it up that I'm hopefully about it there's multiple parts we probably need to just do a whole episode talking about that that's what that's what i'm thinking about out. so yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we, let's do that but it's definitely definitely a uh 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 conversation that i think actually like you'll see it needs to happen because there's yeah, stuff about yeah. like voice actors and pay and mm. uh like just like clusterfuckery that goes on around it and like it's right up our alley so next nice. week we'll uh, talk about helena helena taylor and platinum's games bayonetta 3 and what's going on with that because <sighs> like i said man it's been going on for a few weeks and any other time like that would be an old story but stuff just keeps happening I maybe next week some other shit will pop off and like there'll be something more to talk about, but it's it's a pretty pretty crazy story. So I'll wow. let you know. Yeah, yeah, I'm down, man. I'm down. I'm actually not looking into it just so that you can let me know and I can I can find it all out. For oh, you. I I will, be the, I will be the researcher because uh, I, I've just been keeping track of the story. Just mm, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and audience, why don't you actually keep track of us? Yeah, thefoldinglist.com and you can check us out on Instagram and at thefoldinglist and uh, check out my boy Brian at Aldridge Art online and uh, you can check me out on my website either travis-mills.com or you can check me out on Instagram at Traptimus Prime and Prime spelled with a one underscore in between them both so alright y'all thank you again for joining us it was a good time talking to you Mario I definitely appreciate it Um, and uh (laughs) but <laughs> yeah yeah i don't i don't know if that's a good mario but we'll 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 leave it on that Some, somewhere <laughs> Make, between that and chris pratt there's a good yeah, mario there's a good mario in there somewhere somewhere in there, <laughs> somewhere in there. Well, all right man i'll catch you next time and audience i'll catch you next time too peace later nerds <laughs>